This is Andrew Schultz. I'm the sales manager for CHS Ag Services. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHS Ag Services, providing solutions for your success. Thursday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Randy Conan. Good morning. We'll also hear a report from Whitney Pittman as well. Uh, the uh, Northern Plains expected to be mostly dry with above normal temperatures continuing once again today before we start seeing some scattered rain and snow moving through the region uh, tomorrow and Saturday. Temperatures this morning across the region, mainly in the mid and upper 20s to around 30 degrees. And we could see record or near record high temperatures in the 40s and 50s here this afternoon. Uh, as unseasonably warm weather continues today before cooling off tomorrow. That next weather system uh, is already moving across Montana, up through Saskatchewan, and also parts of Manitoba this morning, bringing some uh, light snow and rain for the most part, uh, seeing some pretty heavy, heavy snows out in the uh, uh, Cascades, out in Washington and Oregon this morning as well. Minnesota Management and Budget Office is forecasting the state's expected budget surplus at $2.4 billion, an increase of $808 million at the end of the 2023 legislative session. Consumer spending and, consu and corporate profits were higher than expected. However, MMB is warning higher spending estimates in health and human services and education will result in a significant structural imbalance constraints uh, the budget outlook for uh, fiscal year 26-27. The House Committee on Agriculture uh, held a member day hearing yesterday. Congresswoman Michelle Fishbach from Minnesota testified in support of strengthening the current crop insurance program as a way of saving on ad hoc disaster programs. Fishbach also spoke in support of the sugar program. Western Minnesota produces a third of the country's sugar beets, more than any other district or state in the country. Farmers in my district rely on the sugar program to provide nature's sweetener to our tables. The industry contributes more than $23 billion each year for the U.S. economy, according to the Sugar Alliance. It is a job creator and a community driver at zero cost to taxpayers. I strongly urge the committee to reject misguided and harmful attacks on this program and protect it for the next generation of sugar beet and cane farmers across the country and especially in western Minnesota. Corn and soybean markets fell through support levels yesterday. Northern Crops Marketing and Investments President Brad Paulson said the market action is concerning. It sure has a deflationary tone in this commodity market and crude oil uh, down another two eighty three dollars again. Uh, natural gas down hard. Even sugar down two cents here today, almost. So, uh, along with uh, you know the cattle market taking another nosedive. So, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, it's, uh, inflation looks like it's going away, at least in these commodity markets. And some of the uh, bond futures are suggesting that. The Fed will cut rates in March, whether they do or not, it's yet to be seen, but uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, we're in a, a weak commodity markets here just to uh, maybe augment maybe a, a Fed easing in the, after the first of the year. Paulson says economic concerns are also pressuring the energy complex. The oil market uh, down to 275 a barrel here, too. Uh, there was inventory numbers out today. It did show a slight draw in crude oil of 4.6 million barrels, a build of gasoline of 5.5, and, and 
distal is 1.2 million barrels. So, so uh, there again, I think the uh, market's concerned about the demand side of the equation in the energy market also. Recent purchases of soft red winter wheat by China have gotten the attention of traders. Van On and Company market analyst Christy Van On says it's really unusual to see soft wheat exports outpace hard red wheat exports. It really is. And so, you know, you look on a chart and you're already, you know, coming up on, on the wheat for Chicago wheat up to a pretty key you know, resistance level, and it's hard to believe you've put so much together for Chicago wheat in such a short amount of time. We are like right at the 100-day moving average, which is 12 or 12, 632 and a quarter. Um, we're like five cents above that right now. So this close is going to be big for this market to see a close above the 100-day. Um, unfortunately, when you look at it, the 200-day is 670. So, you know, that's 30 cents away from where we're at right now. You're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Thursday farm news on the Red River Farm Network. Hunters in northern Minnesota have seen fewer deer this year. There are isolated concerns uh, with uh, still causing issues for farmers across the state. Red River Farm Network farm broadcaster Whitney Pittman has more. Minnesota Department of Natural Resources Big Game Program Supervisor Barb Keller says deer depredation is a continued issue that the department continues to work on with farmers across the state. Deer damage can be an issue uh, during any time of the year um, and in any area of the state actually um, because despite what deer populations are doing at a, lar at a larger scale, there can always be localized um, areas of higher deer densities and localized issues with uh, deer damage or deer depredation. So it's always an issue that we work on in DNR is how we can provide um, farmers and other producers, you know, resources, knowledge um, uh, to help them deal with uh, issues related to deer damage. Programs are available to help mitigate potential problems. We do have uh, damage assistance that we provide uh, via um, uh, fencing materials. Uh, producers can go online and Google wildlife damage management um, program material assistance and see that we do have uh, some assistance that we're able to provide producers to help with the prevention um, of damage when it is documented to occur. Uh, we're able to provide up to $1,500 for damage to stored forage and other silage or grain, and $3,000 for stored silage or grain. Farm groups have met with the DNR to discuss the issue, and new legislation gives farmers another tool to prevent damage. Uh, we have had some meetings uh, with the Soybean Growers Association um, and other farmer groups to discuss the issues they're having with deer damage um, and talk about you know, some potential uh, changes or options um, that we could pursue in the future. One change that has recently been made is that um, hazing is now allowed for animals that are causing damage. Um, so uh, in particular, um, elk or deer that are causing damage, uh, farmers can now use different types of hazing techniques to try to scare those animals off. Reporting agriculture's business, I'm Whitney Pittman on the Red River Farm Network. USDA will re release its December supply demand report tomorrow. Corn Belt Marketing market analyst Sam Hudson said the focus should be on South America's production numbers. 
I don't think the report's going to say much of anything. Uh, USDA doesn't really have much fodder to change demand. Uh, you know, on the bean side of things, you know, with shipments uh, on exports as well as sales, you know, ahead over on pace. And if anything, we could actually see those numbers uh, go up eventually. But uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, we're all asking ourselves the same question, and that is, how does that South American weather pan out? Because that could dictate whether or not those those sales stick or, or, or they get canceled later on. And I would say we've cut enough demand out of the corn market, uh, you know, similar dynamic there. I just don't think we've got a lot of fodder for anything. I think a lot of the focus is on those production numbers. And the USDA is always pretty slow at, at bringing those down, as they should be. Um, they don't want to really want to be too aggressive early and then have to reverse course. And livestock numbers approaching year lows. It's been a, just a messy, ugly, you know, technical, uh, you know, outlook there for, you know, cattle and feeder cattle in general. You hope that... You know, the cash markets can help bottom that market, you know, despite uh, a little bit of a higher trade uh, and the fact that cash market or the feeder cattle index was lower, we were still trading about a $10 discount. Uh, and so I think you're just going to see increased volatility there. We've taken, you know, cattle ownership there as far as outside money is concerned, to some of the lowest levels we've seen in over a year, uh, and they were actually net short feeders. And so uh, if we have a reason to bring that some of that open interest back in with strong cash markets between now and, and say, you know, mid-January, then I think you could still see some fireworks there. But, you know, next big rally probably needs to be respected from a hedging standpoint. Walsh well, trading market analyst John Ware says this livestock market is also a mess. He says the cattle market, the futures, and the cash market don't seem to be converging. Yeah, tail wagging a dog maybe right going on right now, but uh, they seem to not want to converge in a happy spot, but both directionally moving lower. Keeping on that volume, so far so good. Uh as we head into holiday season, uh, we might get cause for demand maybe on some of the livestock, hogs, and uh, cattle. Might give some headline there. Uh, hasn't shown up yet, but uh, just be aware, a little lighter volume can have uh, bigger ranges here as we head into uh, year end. Reporting agriculture's business, you're listening to the Red River Farm Network. Welcome to Inside Agriculture on the Red River Farm Network. Former Bungie Procurement Director Gordon Denny joined the latest Minnesota CropCast produced by the University of Minnesota Extension discussing the outlook of soybean demand. Denny says now is a historic time for soybean demand. I have never seen in my 45 years so much interest in soybeans. And a lot of that emanates from California and their renewable diesel mandates. There are uh, fundamentally four things that we can do to economically incentivize new industries. We can credits, mandates, subsidies, and tariff protection. We kind of did that with ethanol. We're definitely going to do all of that now with renewable diesel. So we're now seeing huge expansions. $3 billion worth of money has flowed into the soybean processing industry recently to build these 20 new facilities, two this year that are already up and running, and another 18 on the drawing boards at various stages. And the soybean meal produced from that soybean that renewable diesel will need somewhere to go. That solution may mean livestock and poultry expansion. The 25% increase in crush capacity from today will create 25% more soybean meals, so 13 or 14 million tons. And where that goes is the, is the big dollar question. Um, some will go domestically. Lots is going to have to go export. We need more. Uh, we need feathers are our primary consumer, obviously. 61% of soybean meal produced in the U.S. is fed to something with a feather, a turkey, a broiler, or a layer. 
The United Soybean Board will have a new CEO on board at the beginning of the year. Former South Dakota Agriculture Secretary Lucas Lynch succeeds Polly Ruland, who is retiring. Lynch currently is an executive vice president with Dairy Management Incorporated. Previously, Lynch served as CEO for Midwest Dairy. Checking uh, market numbers before we leave you this morning, we're seeing uh, wheat in Minneapolis four to five higher. Chicago wheat's up seven, almost eight here right now. Kansas City wheat trading two to three higher. Corn is trading three to four higher. And soybeans right now, 11 to 12 cents higher. On the farm calendar, the CHS annual meeting in Minneapolis begins today. That runs through today and tomorrow. Also coming up here today is the American Crystal Sugar Company's annual meeting and their joint meeting with the Red River Valley Sugar Beet Growers. That'll be in Fargo at the, I believe it's the Holiday Inn is where that'll be. Also a soil management summit coming up from the University of Minnesota. That'll be at, begins today at the Arrowwood Resort in Alexandria. The Minnesota Lamb and Wool Producers Annual Conference begins at the Holiday Inn in Alexandria. That'll begin tomorrow and runs uh, through Saturday. Also coming up, the uh, uh, Stockman's Ball on Saturday, December 23rd in Bismarck for the North Dakota Stockman's. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great day. This is the Red River Farm Network.